So I'm leaving the stadium last night, heading toward the subway to go home. And I'm trying to put into my head all of the various pieces that we have to have in our coverage for DK Pittsburgh Sports, including what I was going to write in my own column. And I'm swirling just all over creation. And one crazy thought came to me. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this Cardinals 24, Steelers 10. Sounds even more ridiculous when you say it out loud, but it happened, and it really happened. Meaning, this wasn't one of those where you lose to a bad team and it's one fluky player. We let them hang around. This was just bad, bad, bad from the start. And it's crazy to me that as I was thinking of all these different things, the Penalties that were called four pre-snaps, three on Miles Killebrew, the special teams captain. The two timeouts that were wasted because there were 12 men on the field, which has now happened two, three weeks in a row. The offense twice coming up short inside the 10-yard line. The defense giving up a 109-yard drive. Do not let anyone call it a 99-yard drive in your presence because... Arizona was penalized once on that drive for 10 yards, so they actually had to go 109, not 99, and they did it. And they did it. And it really, really happened. All of this did. Deontay Johnson dancing like a fool after scoring the most meaningless touchdown. And even after the game, some of the stuff that was said, T.J. Watt telling me that he thinks the NFL is out to get him, because he's now being held on every play, which he really is. And one of those holds by Paris Johnson Jr. caused, I'm convinced of this, the ankle injury that had him out for a little bit. All this, it's just all woo, 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 like this up in my head. And I, I'm reminding myself after all of this, this is pretty much by the time I'm up on the train platform. What about the quarterback? What about the future franchise quarterback? All of this other stuff came first before I got to Kenny Pickett. And listen, I'm just one person. This is just me. But I have a feeling I might not have been alone in that thought process. Let's be real here, okay? Kenny was really good in Cincinnati. But as I was saying on this program all of last week, Kenny needed to continue being really good or at least continue to progress in his consistency. And he didn't do that yesterday. Yes, there were a couple of nice plays. The deep ball to George Pickens. Actually, most everything that he did with Pickens, including the play calling of Mike Sullivan and Eddie Faulkner to get Pickens the ball. Some of that came with promise. But guess what happened? On the Arizona sideline, the Eureka light bulb went off. And they all said, hang on a second. 
if we blitz him, he's terrible. No matter what. Doesn't matter if the blitz gets picked up. Doesn't matter if you overshoot the guy because he freaks. He can't sense the blitz coming in advance. So the moment he sees an extra set of legs coming through his peripheral vision, like little spiders off in the corner, he's gone, man. He's bolting to his left. He's bolting backward. He's doing something, anything that isn't the scripted play. He doesn't step up in the pocket. He doesn't stand in the pocket. He just allows the entire sequence to collapse. And there it was. After that promising first drive that ended up with, I mean, this was a dud, but Chris Boswell's field goal, but you still had the sense that, wow, hey, that was pretty neat. Maybe they can just keep doing that. That looked a lot like the Cincinnati game. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't. And it's not going to be because you're not going to face a team as dumb as the Bengals on a week-to-week basis. The Bengals, and I said this out there, should have blitzed him into oblivion. And they didn't. The Cardinals got wise, went after him. The end. So, yeah, so he's going to have a minor procedure on his ankle that he twisted in, in trying and falling short of a touchdown by a yard. And that procedure generally takes about two to four weeks to recover from. That means Mitch Trubisky will be the starting quarterback Thursday night against the Patriots. That ought to be a real barn burner. And for a while beyond that. And this, in a normal circumstance, would be seismic news. Nuclear war-sized headline news in the city of Pittsburgh. And I'm here to tell you, I don't think it will be. I'm here to further tell you that I don't think you're going to see people want to see Mitch at quarterback either. They might not even want Mason Rudolph to be the quarterback, but they'll want Mason over the other two because at least they haven't seen Mason in a while. And that's the state of the quarterbacking of the Steelers right now. Look, my intent isn't to make your Monday morning any worse than it's already going to be. But this is a bigger issue. This is a bigger problem than anything that happened yesterday. Because if you don't have your quarterback of the future, or you don't even have your quarterback of the present, you kind of have to start this whole process all over again. Couple that with, in all likelihood, needing to get yourself an all-new offensive coordinator and the age of some of the key players on this team, particularly on defense, particularly Cam Hayward. And you're going to start seeing a very different outlook for the Pittsburgh Steelers in general before long because there's not a shortcut solution to the scenario I'm describing for you here. There just isn't. They might have tried it. They might have thought that they got away with it with all that excitement that they had about Kenny. But the thing that still floors me, and again, this is only me, is that it took me all the way to the train to even have this cross my mind. When we come back, J1Q...
Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. LGKG is a personal injury law firm in Western Pennsylvania that represents people hurt in car accidents or who need help with workers' comp or medical malpractice. When the attorneys at LGKG make you a promise, they keep it. They've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG's been AV rated, the highest rating a law firm can receive, and they've been designated super lawyers. That's actually a thing for over 15 years. It's a rare combination. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them by visiting lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. LGKG. Today's J1Q comes from Joe, who says, DK, did Mike Tomlin look embarrassed to you in that press conference? It's almost as if he knew we all saw behind the curtain and the charade this team is. The wheels fell completely off, and this team was woefully ill-prepared. Joe, I've described for longtime listeners and or readers over the years the one-time that I'd felt that Tomlin was contrite, genuinely contrite in a press conference setting. And that was in 2013 in London when the Steelers had just fallen to 0-4. Incredibly, the team has had tons and tons of talent. Like that, a Hall of Fame candidate, every which way you looked, they were 0-4. And I'd never seen him like that before. And I hadn't seen him anything like that since until kind of yesterday. I don't want to take it too far. I don't want to stretch it into something that it isn't. But for anyone who missed it, this was Tomlin's uh, pre-ramble, as I often call it. It's it's what he does at the podium before he starts taking questions. This was the very first stuff from his mouth as he entered the room. You know, that was a horrible day at the office. Um, we didn't do much right in that game, to be quite honest with you. And so we got to own that, obviously, starting first and foremost with me. Um, just losing football um, really was, you know. Um, we're highly penalized, some pre-snap penalties, some operational penalties, bad snaps, um, just JV football in a lot of ways. I thought it was a significant um point in the game when we uh, got stopped in the red zone and then they drove the ball uh, there before the half um, but that doesn't tell the story to the game man we just weren't good enough um, throughout the game uh, we didn't play a good game today now you can take that for what it's worth he's obviously pointing the finger squarely at himself uh, and not in any sort of phony way uh, every opportunity he had through this whole press conference he blamed himself, and I'm strongly suspecting he's going to do the same thing again today at noon when he'll have his weekly press conference a day early because of the short week with the Patriots game being Thursday night. But what what kind of got me was I finally got my first non-one-word answers of the entire season. I know, right? Woohoo! 
Oh, really? Really? I couldn't care less. I'm just having some fun with this. But I, I asked, uh, what was it? I asked him just in general if he thought that the team uh, took the Cardinals lightly because of their 2-10 and 10 record. And instead of just giving me what I know for a absolute positive truth he would have done a week ago, some one-word answer, no. Instead, I got this whole laid out thing about how they focus on themselves and that's not the kind of thing that they would do and he doesn't believe that that happened blah 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 okay but it was an answer okay that believe you me is contrition later I asked regarding the penalties in light of the fact that they had committed so many if there might have been something that they misunderstood regarding the way the officials wanted the game to be officiated. That sometimes happens with pre-snaps. And he, again, gave a really calm, mature answer to it, which is not the norm, certainly not when I'm asking the questions. So you go ahead and decide on that. This stuff really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all to me, but I really don't know that it should matter to anybody I know there's a this thing where people think that reporters are supposed to go in there and make him squirm as opposed to just going in there and doing our jobs, which is trying to seek out information. But if the question that's being asked here is, did Tomlin behave differently in this press conference than in the first 11 this season as someone who covered all of the first 11 and has been covering this man for a long, long time? Yes, this one was different. This one had to be, and I'm using this term advisedly, embarrassing. Embarrassing. Every single thing that they could have done wrong, they did wrong. Up to and including the extreme element of having your special team's captain commit three penalties in the same game. That's probably never happened in National Football League history. What a day, huh? What a day. <sighs> you guys going to stick with me on this one? Are you going to hang around? Are you going to hang around for the whole season? Or are you going to walk out like half of everybody else did yesterday at Akershire Stadium? What a scene that was, too. For those of you who are hanging around, I'll be here tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening, and I mean that. 